When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Actually, no Rami today because he's moving into his new home. He's been homeless for like the last two weeks before joining us. They finally let him have a place. Well, they finally oh. got him off the terrorist yeah, watch list is it. what happened. Which that's... is surprising considering the government shut down. They got through <laughs> that, all that. That was actually part of the story <laughs> that uh, we didn't get into too much with him when he told that. But he was worried that he wasn't going to get his name cleared until after the government shutdown was done, which would have left him... Homeless, and, and that's going to end really soon. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it will. That's going to end really, really soon. In fact, we're going to do that for two hours. If you have government thoughts, you got thoughts? On, no, I'm just kidding. We're oh, going to do that. Man, I but, am concerned because the the wife and I are going to New York late in in February, gentlemen. And I saw some tweets or a story yesterday, basically saying the air traffic controllers are like, "This ain't going to work." I really want to be on an airplane at a time when when the people who are basically paid to help land my plane aren't being paid rightfully so, and I don't know who's yeah. working too much, and I'm flying into Newark. Yeah, like that doesn't this doesn't seem like a good idea to me. So I have a dumb question: Are air are air traffic control uh, workers? How many of them are government employees? I think they all of them. I think they all are. It, it's like TSA. I think and, they but, all are. But yeah. TSA people, okay, they're ticked off. That's not great. I don't like that. I feel bad for them. Air traffic controllers can pretty much pick if Judd and Don live or die. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There are certain jobs where you know what? If you encounter someone who's not really engaged at their job, it's fine. Exactly. If the if the cashier at the grocery store isn't really too engaged, not a lot of eye contact, and maybe like drops an apple on the ground, whatever. You wipe it off, okay? No, Throw it my, away, maybe. If my air traffic controller isn't getting paid and is showing up disgruntled or is mentally checked out, that's a different story. Anywho, we are Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Without this makes Rami me today. slightly nervous, okay? <laughs> on the all new Score North on 1500, SKORNorth.com, scorenorth.com. And you can fire us up, and please follow us and subscribe to all of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all of them at Score North. And the numbers for the studio are 651-646-8255. And we figured we'd start the show actually with reaction to reaction. So we had Dave St. Peter on our show earlier this this week, and you can find the full interview at scorenorth.com. And I think it's pretty obvious if you've listened to this show for a long time, we don't do a whole lot of payroll whining here. And it has nothing to do with 
Well, you guys have the Twins broadcast rights. Well, no, we haven't for six years at 1500. That's been a while. They left, I think, after the 2012 or 13 season. Mm-hmm. So we have we have no, there's no, I could see how if you are the, the flagship station for a, a team, I could see how that would be construed, that, oh, you're just a mouthpiece for. But you and I independently just kind of get sick of bitching about payroll. It's not, the reality is, the Twins aren't ever going to be a big spending team relative to the rest of the league. And so we're more interested in, okay, knowing that reality, how can they push forward, outsmart? We were critical of Terry Ryan and Jim Polad for not say, being yes. curious enough. Yes, yes. We're, we have been very critical of the franchise. Mm-hmm. So this is not a protection of the franchise. It's basically getting tired of what seems to be a very easy, lazy storyline. Yes, and so we had Dave St. Peter on earlier this week to talk about a number of different things, Twins Fest coming up and just updates on the offseason. And we wanted to ask him about the team's winning cycle and where he feels they are payroll-wise. And so we asked him a couple questions, and he, was, he wasn't annoyed by the questions, but he was annoyed by people who keep banging on the payroll drum. I think he said, if I remember correctly, uh, he said something like, I guess we're going to have to answer this question forever. I guess it's always going to be a thing. And so you wrote a story, and we were, I don't know, I think we figured Twins payroll columns and discussions on the radio and podcasts, they always get some traction because it's a, it's a fiery, passionate topic for fans. Mm-hmm. But you actually printed out a bunch of the responses to yes. you taking what Dave St. Peter said about people complaining about payroll yes, and kind of flushed it out. So let's let's do two things. Let's go through some of this reaction and then let's let's open up the phone lines for discussion too. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Did you have something, Jonathan? No, I was just. Oh, I was I telling you. you, Adam, yesterday. Oh, we'll get. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to. I think Adam's got a story about uh, a celebrity encounter. Oh, he called he? back already. Yeah, okay. we'll get Adam. We'll get Good to your story. Adam. We told you to call back. We'll get you for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I basically went through what Dave told us two days ago, and I printed a story just to be clear, not a column. So I did not interject my opinion here. So this is just Dave's quotes. It's just like, okay, people are talking about this. Here are Dave's quotes where if you didn't hear them on our show, you can certainly go to our website, scorenorth.com, and read them. Michael. Michael was the first guy to comment. Says, already sick of Falvey and Levine. What about the bullpen? If your ballpark wasn't so nice, who would pay to see you under 500 again? And then Tim says, the problem, Michael, is not Falvey and Levine. It's Dave St. Peter and his constant sticking his nose in the baseball operations tent. St. Peter is Jim Polad's, quote, faithful servant, keeping the eye of the bottom line while concentrating more on marketing and spin than improving what is on the field. He loves that huge cut in payroll for what will be an 85-win season at best. Uh, let's see here, then. It gets good. Adam says, good old score north. Actually, we're not old. It's just a couple weeks. Good old score north. <laughs> Good old score north. We've been around, we've been around for like seven days. Okay. What day is today? Thursday? Today's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. This is day nine. Yeah. <laughs> Good old. Good old. So Adam says, Good old score north. Day nine. Carry, even the double digits yet. Carrying water for Can't the. even drink. <laughs> no, we're long ways from drinking. <laughs> well, we might start early. Carrying water for the cheap poll ads. Funny how the narrative of the station is. Now that the Twins should only spend when the team is ready to, quote, pop. So when's that? Once every 15 years. And then Tim does respond to Adam by saying, All Score North is doing is reporting what St. Peter said in the interview on their airwaves. They did not endorse anything that they have Mm -hmm. done. But then he goes on to state his concern about the fact that this ball club's not going to be good. So that was the array of comments. Here is my question. It's kind kind of a long setup by us, but we're in this for the long haul today. All right. Why is it? 
but fans in this town seem to hate the Twins more than they hate all the other franchises. When you and I get that, like some people hate all the franchises and people get mad at the Vikings, but when it comes to peak level vitriol that the Vikings might get, that the Wild might get, which is never the Wild gets no vitriol. We're in the state of hockey, the, dude. The Timberwolves and the if you stack them all up and even go for football and bat all the go for oh, properties, no, right? The opposite. It's like the Twins on the vitriol scale are off the radar. It's on a scale of one to ten. It's a fifteen. Payroll and Maurer and it's and Polad stealing money from fans, right? But it's it never rises anywhere near that level with Vikings when they make a mistake. Maybe they overpay for a quarterback. Maybe they maybe they don't sign one of their own and let somebody walk. Like that's happened before. Can I tell you why on Vikings? I, I think I think the the perception very much on the Vikings is they do spend. Now they're in a salary cap league where they get a lot from uh, the TV profits and such. But I think the perception with the Vikings and the Wolves especially, because Red, I think, was deemed to be, rightfully so, probably cheap. I think the Wolf Vikings get the benefit of the doubt because the perception is that they do spend. Because when it comes to uh, potential trades and certainly the free agency market, they are aggressive. I think that's why mm-hmm. people give the Vikings a big break. The Wolves and Wild, I don't know. I don't know if it's because people care more about the Twins, and so the Twins have a bigger fan base that sours on them, but I don't know. I don't know why the Wolves in the Wild, people get frustrated there, but there seems to be a vitriol reserved for the Twins spending or lack thereof that mm-hmm. is special in this market. And I, I think we I think we we give the Vikings too much credit for spending money. They're, it's, they're spending money within a very structured system where every team in the NFL is bringing in large chunks, the same chunks of national TV revenue, right? I mean, it's not like the Vikings are dipping into their own billionaire pockets to bring you Jared Allen back in the day, to bring you Brett Favre back in the day. They're bringing you Brett Favre, and they're also like raking in all of this. And they've also got a stadium and a practice facility that was built for them. Yes. Like the the Twins, don't get me wrong, Target Field's great and it's gorgeous, but the Vikings have been, since the Wills bought this team, they've gone from the Metrodome to a stadium. They've gone from Eden Prairie to Egan. So it's not like they're getting cheated. They have, the Vikings are, I think, ownership-wise, easily yeah. g- getting the best deal in town. But like, so we, and this is, I'm just pointing out differences here, and I'd like to know why. 651-646-8255. The Twins signed Joe Maurer. At the time of that signing, you had to do it. It was 100% the right move. He was a multi-time batting champion coming off an MVP season. You had to sign him. Contract goes awry two years in, bilateral leg weakness. He comes back. He hits 300 for like three years, and then they just it didn't, it didn't wind up not working. And the Twins got hammered. They got hammered by media. They got hammered on radio. They got hammered in print. They got hammered by fans. Fans stopped going to games. A lot of it was because of... Joe Mauer, Joe Mauer vitriol was a real thing for a long time, right? Four, six, okay, three, yes. Kirk Cousins can't win a game in primetime. Kirk Cousins can't beat a team with a winning record. He can't win on the road in, in big situations. He makes $30 million. He's the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL. There's no vitriol, right? All right, does this go back it's, to... It's a weird... Here, here's a thought, and it, this might be the case. Does this go back to the fact that... We know for a fact, Carl Pallad, before his death, offered this team up for contraction. 
And to this day, that's mentioned. Does this go back to the fact that the family, no matter what they've done before or after, is still perceived as the family that that the original owner from that family of the twins in 2000 actively went to the commissioner and as one of two teams raised his hand and said, I can't get a stadium built, yeah. contract my team. I think you're onto something, too. I'll even add a layer to that. I think the personality of the ownership group, particularly Carl and then Jim, just kind of quiet, reserved, in in some cases with Jim, a little socially awkward. He's not going to... He's not. He doesn't have the presence of a Mark Cuban, right? He's not going to go on Shark no. Tank and just like own no. it for an hour. Safe to say he does not, <laughs> right? Could you imagine Jim Pollard on Shark Tank? <laughs> no, it would be canceled instant. It'd be canceled very quickly. Next to Barbara Corcoran, um, so you, I think some of it's personality, and not you know Ziggy's awkward, but Mark gets in front of a microphone and he's smooth and he's fairly slick, and those guys are out and about. Spending money on free agents. And so I think some of its perception of it feels like Ziggy is out spending money for the fans, but really he's just spending money within a system that works for the Vikings to also make money on top of their free agents. I, I, I've, I told you this off the air. If this is why we give the Vikings too much credit. And also, if you want to put the Wild in that category too, well, the Wild went out and spent a bunch of money. Well, yeah, but like there's a salary cap and there's a, and in the NFL, if you took away the salary cap and you took away, all the revenue sharing they have, where if, if if the NFL signs a $5 billion deal with Fox, everybody benefits. If, you, if you're in Buffalo, you benefit. If you're in Tampa, you benefit. If you're in New York, you benefit. If you took away, if you just had local TV deals like you do in baseball, for instance, and it's, hey, New York, you got your own TV deal for the Giants. And Buffalo, you got your own TV deal for the Bills and the Jaguars, et cetera, right? Yep. Do we really think the Vikings would be spending toe-to-toe with some of the other teams for the top free agent quarterback on the market? Because as it stands, the Vikings are able to spend on the top free agent quarterback on the market, Kirk Cousins, because of the structure of the sport. We never acknowledge that. We just sort of, we just think that the poll ads are cheap and the Wolves spend a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. The Wolves bring in a ton of money off of fans and off of the structure. And they right? get we things. Just like, they get things. They, they mm-hmm. get a stadium. They, they get a practice. They get a practice facility now that is absolutely gorgeous. But I'm just curious, I guess my question for today is, why the vitriol for the Twins, and wh- why is it so intense? And, and if you call up and say, I'm frustrated, I completely get that. So are we. And, and look, this franchise in certain areas deserves exactly what it gets. It has made some very wrong moves. It has made some baffling moves. It's, made, it's done some things recently that I don't get, don't like. But it's just that the angst that is reserved for the payroll thing mm-hmm. to me, it's become interesting because it is such a flashpoint now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every every time you see a prominent person go on Twitter or Facebook and say, look at what the twins aren't doing. I know. Everybody responds. They run to it. They run to it. And I get, yes, that's exactly right. And and it's a mob mentality that I get the frustration, but what I don't get is okay. Do you ever step back and think about this? And there are things to criticize. There are definitely things. But as I said, it's a flashpoint and a mob mentality. And my question for today is explain the exact angst and why it's so, so out there constantly. And I'm willing to, like, I I know that sometimes I get really bullish in these conversations. But I like I'm reading this tweet from uh, from Matt Cheetah, who's a loyal listener. and And my first reaction is. 
So, so it's it. He says, "I'm 100 percent on board with spending smarter over spending more." But with that said, the Twins were 21st in payroll the last six years at the Metrodome, and they're 21st in spending over the last six years at Target Field. To which I say, "Yeah, like that's that's pretty much where if if you rank all the te- if you rank all the teams in baseball based on team valuation." The Twins are twentieth. Okay. Like you can okay. think that's they're the, they're twentieth. That's where they are. To your point right there, though. Then here's my question: What would make you happy? What would make What would make me? No, happy? no, no. What would make the, this base of Twins fans? Because there's a lot of them who are very upset right now. What would make you say, "Oh, you know what? Okay, yeah, that's fine." Six five one six four six eight two five five. Is this our guy Ted Schwarzler? It is. How are you, Phil? Ted, uh, prominent Twins blogger. We'll give you your space. Hey, Ted. To tee off on us. Go ahead. No, there's no teeing off. I think there's a difference between, um, you know, the the payroll gripe that has been and the payroll gripe that is now. The payroll gripe before is just spend money for the sake of spending money, and I don't think that has ever made sense. And it doesn't make sense to spend money when you're not going to be good. But right now you're projected for something like 84 wins, and you're in a division that's terrible with a team that's – won it for the last however many years that's considerably taken steps backwards the twins have gotten better but they're still 30 million below where they were a year ago so i don't care if they spend you know 10 million 5 million 20 million but if you can go out and use some of that money to make the tyler duffy or the matt mcgill or the last guy on your bench better and you don't do that and then you end up losing the division or losing your playoff race by you know three games here or two games there what did that money accomplish? And if you're waiting for, oh, we're going to wait until we see what we have in Buxton and Sano, okay, so next year you get back to the 130 threshold that you were at in 2017, or at the trade deadline you're going to go out and acquire assets when you're 10 games back and you've already played 100. It just You have resources, and while this team is better, why not start utilizing them from the get-go as opposed to, and we're going to sit on this cash until we're given the you know the green light that all systems are go. Thanks, Ted. All right, so the starting point for for what you said, because as you spelled that out, it makes perfect sense. Is this though? If I can go to Dallas Keuchel today, and I could put a three year contract in front of Dallas Keuchel, and it pays him too much. Let's mm-hmm. say it pays him too much, and he says absolutely, I'll do it. I sign him instantly. Problem that this game has, and this is a Twins problem, this is a Cubs problem, it's a Yankees problem, it is a problem for every team right now, Is and it's probably only going to be solved through, unfortunately, a strike, is this. Dallas Keuchel probably wants six to eight years. I'm not doing that. There's no way. The other issue, and this is true in every sport as well, but it's especially true here, is, and it's question, what are you chasing? This division stinks. Are you chasing competing in the American League Central in 2019 because it's a sugar high and it's fun? And you know what? If you're a young baseball fan, it's awesome. Or are you chasing championships? Because there's a difference there. And if you're chasing, if you're chasing competing in the Central to get in the playoff, the one game wild card, and you're going to be dead there, and that's your your ultimate goal, then you know what? Go sign guys right now. But if you are, if you're sitting at Target Field and you're thinking to yourself, okay. How do we chase championships? It's a different philosophy. But the starting point is this. The Twins could go, if the Twins could go spend $30 million today and do three-year contracts max with everybody, uh, and, and they weren't, I would say, big mistake. But you know for a fact, 
It's six year yeah. contracts. I want I want to add one thing too, and just say if it were me, I would have spent more money this off season. Uh, if if I could if I could get those one and two year deals, I'm sure there's been some out there that uh, for whatever reason the Twins. But like last year, I remember thinking, man, I would have given Lance Lynn a three year, thirty million dollar contract on on the spot, sight unseen, and that would have been a disaster. So I would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. The Twins didn't want to give him that kind of contract. That's why he was still on the market when like March 1st rolled around. And so, yeah, the Twins brought in Lance Lynn, but their instinct, I'm sure they were in conversations with him all offseason, and he was like, I want three years, I want four years. And they kept saying, no, no, we don't think you're that good. We don't think you're that good. And finally he came down and said, all right, I'll do a one-year deal. And they said, okay, we don't think you're that good, but one year is not much of a risk. So I just I, I I speak from a place of I think these guys know what they're doing. I think they've put together a really, really interesting nucleus here. And even though I would spend more money, people are treating them not spending a few extra dollars on a reliever as if like, oh my God, it's it's not that's that's five percent of it. The ninety-five percent is the nucleus that they're trying to build. And so I'm that's why I'm sort of backing off and waiting to see what happens. And people also are playing rotisserie baseball here. Which is sign that guy, sign that guy, sign that guy. Look, these guys it's made the a, twins. It's not the well, Yankees. And the other thing is, these guys. If you remember, last March we sat in the studio doing the old show, talking about Lance Lynn and Morrison. This is fantastic. You got two guys, great. And what happened? If you went and watched that team play, what happened? They were nice names to sign, but ultimately they weren't happy. They weren't good clubhouse guys. They were basically poisonous players, all right? So we could talk about, yeah, just sign this guy and then go that guy and then get that guy, and you can do that. It's rotisserie baseball. But ultimately, this is human beings being put together in the same room. And so if you have guys that are disgruntled, not happy, they're hurt, it's a problem. Yeah. All right, we've got, we got some calls lined up here, and we want to get your thoughts. Well, hey, I'm sure 90% of you just disagree with our indifference about the twins which by the way is fine too yeah like i'm fine with that six five one six four six eight two five five real quick here adam was on hold for a long time yesterday then his phone blew up so give us your celebrity (laughs) encounter story real quick and then we're going to get to brent and paul and anyone else who wants to chime in on twins payroll event line all right i'll make this quick so we're in vegas for a bachelor party we're sitting there at a bar on the way home and all of a sudden a friend of mine looks over he goes hey jamie how the how's the olive farm what the hell well apparently and i look over it's jamie fox (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, Jamie Foxx bought an olive farm, and he, he was kind of amazed that anybody knew that. came over. He spoke with us for about a half hour about a damn olive farm. Now, it was interesting. It was just cool being with Jamie Foxx, but his whole crew was there, and like he was getting late for a plane, but he's like, no, 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 I want to tell these guys a story, because apparently he bought it from Tom Selleck, who gave him a bum deal on it, and he just went off about it. But he was just a super nice guy, sat around, probably appreciated that we weren't just bugging him about, hey, tell us about this movie, tell us about that movie. But it was, it was just a really cool, love telling the wife about it because she gets mad every time because she has a big time to everything. But it was a real cool uh, experience for sure. I love it. Adam, thanks for the That's call, awesome. man. I, so we had a, a Clint Eastwood celebrity encounter on the show yesterday where he was an awesome guy and just pulled up a chair next to someone's booth. We should just make that a theme. If you ever have a celebrity encounter story and you want to tell us, We'll just take your call, 651-646-8255. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Twins payroll vent line. We're clearing the phones, baby. Paul, we'll get to you first. It's the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Mackie and Jeb with Rami without Rami today. He'll be back on Monday. And uh, at Score North on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Judd without Rami today. We miss Rami, but he'll be back on Monday. And it's the all-new Score North. On 1500, live on 1500 
AM radio right now, live on the online stream. That's live.scorenorth.com. And we will be uh, streaming Write That Down tomorrow on YouTube and Periscope and Facebook. And uh, we stream Purple Daily. We didn't today because we had a technical glitch. We stream Purple Daily <laughs> at noon my, almost every day. my handsome mug today, man. We had an Me oversight. Me We were a couple handsome guys. Yeah. Your people gophers, your people gophers, miss out uh, on that, 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 those, you know, chiseled chins that we both have. <laughs> well, yours is chiseled now. Now that you've I'm working on it. been rocking the diet. I'm working on it. Man, it's difficult. <laughs> like four beers in the last two weeks. Total. Wow. And they're all light beers. Oh, very odd. What kind of light beer do you drink? Uh, last, uh, last Friday at Bunny's, I had a couple of Bud Lights. I think I've stuck to Bud Light, but I mean, you know, a- after the craft stuff, no offense to Bud Light, but it's very weird to go from the craft, the really good craft beers, to light beer. I see. I can't do the craft ones as often just because I get super sleepy if I drink a craft beer. Really? Yeah. I get really tired. Not bloated? I, I'm on a clock. Not bloated? Well, bloated too, but I got mostly friends tired. That, that actually quit drinking beer because of getting too bloated. I said, how are you bloated? Both. But then I quit Sometimes and I actually lost some weight, so what the hell? So the the questions we have on the table here, and it's honest honest curiosity on our part. We get we're, You and I are just in the minority in this in this market for among fans and media and that we don't get super worked up about the payroll with the twins. I look at it and I see where the twins are with 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 a league that has no uh salary cap structure and that the biggest market teams have freedom to spend whatever they want. There is a luxury tax, but like teams can spend whatever they want. I look at it and I say, well, the twins are gonna just perennially be below average in terms of what they'll spend on players. So I, I don't love that as someone who wants the Twins to win. I'd love for them to spend $200 million. Don't get me wrong. I would spend more money if I was spending someone else's money. But I guess I move past that in my head and think, okay, this is the reality. How can they operate within this reality that has been created? But you and I are in the minority, and so we want to open up Twins payroll event line here. 651-646-8255. Why is it that fans seem to get more upset with the Twins than all the other teams in town. When it comes to the vitriol meter, the Twins are off the chart. Vikings vitriol, It's I, th- I think there's passion when they lose, but it's That's never, about losses, though. Sometimes they'll fire a coach. Yeah. Yeah, but that's about losses. This this is a this is about, it, it's like stirred up in, in the past three weeks here now. This is vitriol towards the team for the payroll and roster. Yes. If, it, the sense I get is fans feel like, the twins, the front office, and the ownership group are actively trying to screw them over. Like that's what's fair. like what's her name, Rachel, the owner in Major League, right? Yeah, that's, no, that's what fair. I feel like that's fair. So, all right, let's uh, let's continue this here. Paul, you're on with Mackie and Judd without Rami I, today. I got a celebrity story, quick. Nice. Go ahead. Last year, I sat in with two huge radio hosts in town, <laughs> right in a studio for. Uh, Three or four hours, and I actually went to lunch with them too. Really? I thought you were, I thought you were going to say last year uh, you were hanging out with Mackie and Judd, and then you bumped into Joe Suture in the hallway <laughs> and Roycey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I had lunch with Roycey. Yeah, that is true. That's right, Dave Her- Dave Harrigan too. Who's he? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, we wish Dave. Dave is uh, Dave's <laughs> really rocking fun. it right now. Dave's doing Dave's doing some good stuff now at different radio yes, stations. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I talked to him. Um, I, I have. I'm kind of along the lines of you guys. I don't look at payroll at all because the same people that whine about payroll are the same people that are booing Joe Maurer because he didn't live up to the $23 million a year contract. And, and you find this over, and we're hearing it about Cousins right now, obviously. 
uh, and, and we know the problems with Parisi and Suter, and they're not the problems, but their contracts are. And so the same people that are going to say, hey, you know, why aren't we spending money are the same ones booing. I also go back to what you said, Phil, the nucleus. The the Twins, and I know it was a different era, but the, the Twins that won the World Series, is they had a nucleus of players, home, you know, homegrown, if you will, and they supplemented signings. You know, Jack Morris is a good example of that. They supplemented signings of, of good players around the nucleus. We don't have a nucleus right now. The nucleus we thought that was going to gel we're still waiting for or we're ready to pull the plug on. And so to just go out and buy nine players and call them the Minnesota Twins, that doesn't thrill me. It really doesn't. I want to watch a nucleus grow up together. Uh, otherwise, you're just cheering for uniforms instead of the people that are that are playing. And buying a nucleus in free agency is it's impossible. It's really. like literally a bunch of B and C guys. Paul, thank you. And uh, Paul's, Paul's a regular caller into our show, and we are in the mornings too, so good to hear from Paul. Uh, just to read a couple more tweets here, I think Matt says, I think the reasons people don't jump on the other franchises is they all make or have made big splashes, whereas the Twins haven't. But again, they're protected splashes, okay? I don't mean to get into like an economics discussion here, but I just pulled up NFL, how much money do NFL teams bring in? When I say protected splashes, you think, man, this NFL team signed that free, the Vikings signed... Who's a big friend? The Vikings signed, well, Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. What a big splash, okay? These are protected splashes because every team in the NFL is banking tens and hundreds of millions of dollars in net profits every single year, okay? The Dallas Cowboys last year, the Dallas Cowboys operating income, according to Forbes, was $365 million. Mm-hmm. The salary cap in the NFL is $170 million. So the Cowboys can't spend more than 170 The Cowboys brought in almost a billion dollars in revenue last year, and they're only allowed to spend $170 million because there's a salary cap. That league's doing, yeah, that if league's you, doing, they're if you, printing money. If you opened it up, okay, yeah. and, and if, if you opened up no salary cap in the NFL and said, okay, Vikings and like middle, middle to smaller market teams, and there's a quarterback on the market, and five teams want that quarterback, including the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys would spend $150 million a year on that quarterback, and you wouldn't be able to get Kirk Cousins or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen. So we, we give too much credit to, well, they're making a splash. It's a protected splash. They're banking money. But baseball needs a work stoppage probably because baseball needs a cap. And guess what? Baseball needs a floor too. This is not just a Twins problem right now. You have, what, approximately five teams that basically aren't trying to win. Yeah. Th- that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Baseball's got problems. Now, baseball is doing financially just fine, but baseball has issues. Its contracts are too long. Agents are too powerful. So so the Twins' discussion here, if expanded out to include all of the sport of baseball, is concerning. The other thing, though, that I would ask listeners and fans is this. Did we not learn in this town, or are we not in the throes of learning from two very important contracts, Suter and Parisi? Paul brought them up. I've never criticized July 4th, 2012, because as a hockey fan, it was a great day. And as a sports fan in this town, it was a great day. And you signed two guys to matching 13-year, $98 million contracts. And guess what? It was great fun, all right? But as we sit here now in January of 2019, 
six plus years into those contracts, if you could go back and undo them, wouldn't you? Paul Fenton would. So I guess when you're saying the twins should do more, the twins should do more. Okay, if the price of doing more, let's say it's Bryce Harper. They got a ton of money. Let's say it's Bryce Harper. Tomorrow, they go out and sign Bryce Harper to a 10-year contract. You know what? At the time, it's going to be exciting. And for this year and maybe the next couple of years, Mm -hmm. it's going to be great. But is that wise? Probably not. So I just, that's where I think the discussion lies here is it's not that people are wrong. It's that if you get what you're asking for, if you get what you're talking about, if things change tomorrow and the Twins say, bleep it, we're going to go spend. Is that going to make this team as good as possible for as long as possible? And my answer is, look at the wild contracts. In in a cap league, by the way, but look at those contracts. And I can tell you right now, if Paul Fenton could push a button tomorrow and and, and undo both those contracts, Paul Fenton would push that button so quick it would make all our heads spin. Yeah, and the first thing you brought up there a minute ago was the structure of having a floor, too. So I do think with, with what baseball is going through right now, if they had a floor like the NFL does, where you know that, okay, uh, the like the NFL knows, players and owners know, here, what what is it, like a $12 billion chunk of revenue pie now for the NFL on an annual basis? It's over $10 billion. Let's call it $12 billion. Okay. The NFL brings in $12 billion a year in all of its revenues, all of its TV sponsorships, all of its TV rights holder deals, uh, jersey sales, everything put together, $12 billion. And they get in a room every five years and they say, all right, how are we going to split this? Fifty, it's like fifty-two, forty-eight, whatever the let's call it fifty-fifty. So the players going into each season know that they're going to get fifty percent of a twelve billion dollar chunk of pie. They're going to get six billion dollars. Well, how do you enforce that? You have to have a cap and a floor so that you can slot. So the cap, the floor is like eighty percent of the salary cap. Like every team has to spend. I think like $140 million they, or yes, something, right? They, they do have to spend an excellent So that's why, like you saw a couple of years ago, the Jaguars were spending money out and the, and the Raiders were so far beneath the salary cap floor. They were giving like $15 million to players that were mediocre because Correct. they had to get to a certain level. Yes. Baseball has none of that. So what you have right now is no salary cap, no salary floor, and players like Bryce Harper are sitting out here like, well, not to be overly greedy, but. If 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 our sport was structured like other sports, I would be signed two months ago because because teams would have to get to a certain threshold. The Houston Astros went down to eleven million dollars with their team payroll like five years ago in the middle of the season because they wanted to strip it all down. Yep, that's not even allowed in the NFL. It's not allowed in the NBA. You have to get to a certain floor. The Cubs tanked. Yes, so that is a problem. Yes. That's a that's a greater problem, and the Twins are feeding into that because if there was a floor. The Twins would probably be below it at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're like a bottom six payroll team. And so the Twins would then be forced to go sign mediocre players for 10 or 15 million to get to a certain point. I'm fascinated by that. And would that excite you? No. See, that that's the problem is they would, they still wouldn't wouldn't go out and sign Machado or uh, Harper. They'd go and sign relief pitchers. And you know what? I think some fans would love it. I think they'd say, this is great, they're spending. Yeah, they, All they want them to do is spend, and I guess it comes back to me to, okay, but how are you spending it, and why, and how much, and how long? Yeah. Uh, our guy Chansey in Fargo. Fire away, Chansey. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. So, Good to talk to you again. You so, too. Yeah, thanks for calling, dude. Kind of like the new name, too. So Anyway, uh, I just think that one of the big issues, like you, you guys already brought up, the football thing, right? I don't really blame the Twins. I blame MLB. The system is... Uh, pretty much broke and i i always laugh when somebody will come in and make an example of a small market team the royals or somebody that has clawed their way up and 
let's say, done it the right way, but everybody knows that the consistent way to be a contender, right, is to be the Yankees or one of these large market teams. And But I will round it back to this around the Twins, why I think there's more vitriol for them. I think, like, say, say you compare it to the Timberwolves, right? If If a free agent hits the market, they will offer him the max deal. It's just that nobody wants to play there. And so you could say, well, they offered LeBron James the maximum that they could, and and they can do that every time. It's just nobody wants to come and play in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. winning culture, cold weather, whatever you want to say. The Twins don't have that obstacle, right? They don't have that crutch to lean on even. even, It's kind of funny to say it like that, but they can't even say, well, people just don't want to come play in Minnesota because they never offer the money. I mean... I would like to see at some point them just sign somebody just to shut everybody up. Just why not just sign Machado or Harper? Just do it once. Just shut everybody up. And if it's a failure, then all these people that point to these numbers and the economics and it's not a sure way to win can can laugh all the way to the bank and say, "See all you idiots, you were wrong all these years." But why don't they just do it just once? I think. And they, then we talk about. Chancy, I think they. Deal. I think they did. Joe Mauer. Oh, who? Joe Mauer. Well. That, that was, but I, I will. I'm glad they made that signing. I never said it was a bad signing once, guys, because here was the deal for a long time. That was a good business signing. I don't know if it was a winning baseball signing, but there were a lot of Mauer jerseys sold, and for a long time until the tide kind of turned, there were a lot of people sitting in the stands with Mauer jerseys. So I think he was paying for his contract with attendance and and uniform sales and whatnot. But I, I just how do you how do you keep on selling this as Major League Baseball when? Yeah, you can point to the one team every year that pops up, but the other seven in the playoffs are, or the other uh, nine are all big spenders. It, it's just hard to sell it to the fan base. I don't know. Chancy and Fargo, thank, thank you, man. Uh, yes, you are correct, but but once again, what you said at the end there, which is a very good point, is a bigger picture uh, question. That's not a Twins question. That is, that is why you need to redo uh, through the next CBA – the parameters of how teams can spend the floor, ceiling, salary cap. Because your point is not a Twins point. Your point is a big league baseball problem point. And we need to get to we need to get to a point here where there are parameters in place. I, I would argue that in 2019, having a free spending system doesn't work now. Because you need to incentivize guys to sign. You need to incentivize teams to sign them. That's the problem now. And this is two years off-season, to me, of an embarrassment. And that's not the Twins' problem, the baseball problem. Your two best players, again, all winter long, sit there. Yeah, spring training starts in two weeks. Phil, I'm to the point where I'm not joking. I don't care now. Harper's going to sign. Okay, cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. Harper and Machado signing should have been talkers on this show, all around the country, in newspapers, big stories. I am to the point now where I don't care, and that's a baseball problem. Let's come back. So Chancy, I, I, Chancy brought up a, a kind of a fun point of why wouldn't you just to shut people up? You're a billionaire. Just to shut people up, make this make the bad signing or the risky mm-hmm. signing one time. Let's go down that path here on the all new Score North on fifteen hundred ScoreNorth.com. That's S K O R, and you can find us on social media. We would love for you to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, all of them at Score North or slash Score North, S K O R North. And if you want to find the Mackie and Jeb with Rami podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, we would love and appreciate a five star rating too. It helps us get discovered on some of these third party apps. Mackie and Jeb without Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. 
So, the, the, so much meat on this bone still. We're yeah. we're just we're going all in this hour on. We hear you guys. We Judd posted the Dave St. Peter quotes from our show a few days ago, and it was a hundred percent vitriol from Twins fans. Dave said, "I guess we're going to have to deal with." with he was kind of frustrated. I guess we're going to have to deal with people complaining about the payroll for years to come. And the comments are you printed out a bunch of them. It's mostly well, and my timeline on Twitter blew up. Yeah, and I think I I probably got I would say. 25 comments back. Yeah. I would say 24 were cheap twins. This is a bunch of BS. Yep. And one was like, oh, it's okay. The main question we hear is why don't they ever make a splash? Right. And the answer is pretty easy. The answer is because they're not willing to put themselves in a spot where if they're wrong, they either are, they either have to take a loss with the, you know, whatever, with the revenues coming in. Other sports have protection. I'm, and I listen, I think they should. I think there's times where they should have absolutely made more of a splash when they had a roster ready to win. So I don't even disagree with that. But but what happens in other sports is the perception is you make a big splash in the NFL. You make a big splash, sign a big free agent wide receiver. Well, guess what? You can pretty much get out of that contract after three. There's not a lot of risk. You get out of that contract, the Bernard Berrien contract. Yeah, it's not guaranteed. Vikings, yeah, Vikings got out of that after two years, yeah. right? Uh, Kirk Cousins, for him to get a fully guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract, it was only three years. Because that's how football works. You want a fully guaranteed contract? Well, we're not going to risk a 10-year deal if it's fully guaranteed. How about three? Nor do they have to. In the NBA, you make a big splash, right? Bring in a big free agent, Kevin Durant. The max you can go is five years. So it really doesn't cripple you for eight years, ten years, like baseball contracts do. And the Twins just aren't in the same position as the Dodgers or the Red Sox in that they can absorb two or three really bad contracts. So one of my buddies just texted me, all these fans complaining they never make a big splash. They offered you Darvish a hundred plus million dollars in free agency last year. What if that would have happened? And he goes under the knife after five starts. What are we saying about that? Well, I can't believe they signed you Darvish, right? It's a disaster, yeah. Yeah. But so one the the last caller, I disagree a little bit. I think there's guys who have very much been approached and say, no thanks. So I don't agree. I don't agree that if the Twins go to to Bryce Harper tomorrow and say you're being offered this much, and you know what, we'll pay that. That Bryce is going to say that's fantastic. Thanks. Where do I sign? So if you were to do the bleep you contract, shut everybody up. I'm going to get Bryce Harper tomorrow or Machado, and we're going to go get them, and we are going to bring them to a press conference, and everyone's going to have to say, "Oh my gosh, the poll ad spend. What is that contract? That contract's not the going rate." No, it's higher. It's, yes, but that's my point. It's it's, it's going to have to be it's, higher. It's probably nine or ten years and three hundred million dollars at least. Mm-hmm. I think Washington is at three though, right? Mm-hmm. His old team. It's probably above that then. So if the Twins were to do that and shut everybody up, and but the, the other mistake then is if Bryce Harper gets hurt or the production wanes, or let's say he has four really good years and then he starts to decline, people are going to come back and say, "Well, spend some more." All right. Baseball might not have a cap, but these guys aren't going to just keep spending. Like, you got to pick and choose here. You can't just be, well, we're the Twins, and Bryce Harper gave us four good years on a 10-year deal, and there's six left, and now he sort of stinks, so we're going to go to another 10-year deal. That's not going to happen. Yeah, you so, pretty much get one of those, un- unless I, people hammered me for saying this the other day, but the, the, there's, there's basically four teams in baseball that took a loss financially last year, and it was the Royals and Orioles took $20 million losses coming off of years where they bloated their payroll because they were ready to win. I mean, the Royals were like a World Series team. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's the Tigers that also did that for a few years. They bloated their payroll just because the owner was 83 years old. And, and then the Marlins that just lose money because they're a dumpster fire. The other 26 teams operate, even though they're all billionaires, they all operate to make a profit, to break even or make a profit. So if, if every owner in baseball, and we could debate whether that's right or wrong, well, hey, you're worth $3 billion. Why don't you light $100 million on fire and give the fans what they want, right? Right. But the reality is they all operate within let's make money as a business. Yeah. Let's not take a bath on this. Yeah, year after that's year, how they got right? rich. So if they're all operating within those parameters, the bit you then the tw- teams like the Twins only get one big splash contract on their books at any given time, and you better make sure it's right. Yes, and, and Maurer was paid... For services rendered previously, because he was grossly underpaid for a long period of time, and then he was overpaid. It probably yeah. balanced out, but guess what? During that period of time that, that he was making 23 mil per season, they were going to go sign another guy to an e- enormous contract. The opportunity to sign that guy now exists, but if you just say, Joe's gone, let's go do it, and you're wrong again, guess what happens? Same thing. Terry Ryan also made some mistakes, and Terry Ryan at one time was very good at what Terry did. And the game sort of passed him by, and the Twins sat there and said, that's still fine, and that was the Twins' mistake. But I think it's also a big mistake to assume that Falvey and Terry are the same person, and therefore are, and therefore Derek is making the same mistakes that Terry made. Derek might be making mistakes, but they're on a different level operating on a different philosophy. And, and I can tell you one thing is he's not going to feel the need, especially in a winter where we don't know what Buxton and Snow are going to come back and do. He's not going to feel the need right now to sign a guy to a massive contract unless he's damn sure that's the right guy. Yeah. 651-646-8255. Twins payroll vent line. Almost an hour strong here. Lyle in North Branch. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I kind of agree with Judd, but my first point is thanks for going back to a format that's local stuff. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're happy finally to be back at least from noon until seven on fifteen hundred. Uh, we're happy to be yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, I just by chance stumbled on it today, and thank God. Um, I agree with Judd though. The Twins, you know, spend the money whatever they got to spend. They got to spend money on development and drafting and scouting. The easiest way to beat the Twins is bring up a Triple A pitcher they've never seen, and they they don't know what to do. Yeah, Lyle. It's, I, I mean that th- like, th- but those conversations are not as, I mean they're not as they're they're much more nuanced conversations. If you're if you're just kind of flying by as a fan, yep, and you're wondering why don't the Twins win more? Oh, they're ranked twentieth in payroll. Well, that must be why, right? Well, that's part of it. Yes, if they if they, if the Twins decided next year, screw it, regardless of company profits, let's just go in. Let's spend two hundred million dollars. Via trade, so let's trade, let's trade Royce Lewis for a thirty million dollar stud, Clayton Kershaw. Let's go sign the two best free agents on the market, and let's go gangbusters two hundred million dollars. Would they be a better team? Absolutely, absolutely, they would be. Would the ownership then take a loss, most likely financially? Yes, probably. I, I like that's the crossroads that I think we're at, where ownership is saying, "Well, we want to win, but we don't want to lose money." Yeah, and fans are like, "You're a billionaire." Right. Give us what we want. We but, helped fund your stadium. But if, so I get it. But if, if you went down the path that you just spelled out right there, it would be fun for a summer for sure. Maybe two. But once again, would you get to a point with your franchise where you have built something that's going to be consistently good? That's what I want. I want 
I'm 49. I'm tired of, let's just have a fun year or a fun summer. Or the wildest sign, this guy, they might win a cup. They don't win mm-hmm. cups. We don't win championships. Why don't we win championships here? It's because it's because there's far too often been this attempt at the short-term sugar high of life. And how often have you seen teams built here? That's the frustrating thing to me. Build something. That's why, and the other thing that we are terrible about do- doing here, and it's a sports fan thing, I get it, but it's frustrating to watch, is... You just hired Paul Fenton. Why? What's he doing? Why is he not making more trades right now? Why is he not winning games? What's going on here? You got to give people some time. And, and you know what? Five years is probably too much. That's true. But you got to give them some time. And you got to give them some time to use their philosophies. We just always, it seems like sports fans always default to, well, it's the same old, same old. And it might be, but you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so in the Wilds case with Fenton or with Falvey with the Twins or whomever is new in town, it, it takes some time. And and the one thing where the Twins, where it sort of went sideways, and this was still fun, but it went sideways, was those guys took over 103 laws dumpster fire, right? And the next summer, I guarantee you they thought, okay, we're not going to be good again. We'll fire Paul. We'll make changes. They went to the wild card game, which was fun. But then the expectation was, well, okay, this team's fine now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fine. There's actually, I, I want to bring Jonathan in for the next segment here because there's a cross-sport example, a comparison to who the Twins are that I think we should I think we should go down that path, the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Mackie and Judd without Rami today. He'll be back on Monday. He's uh, moving into his new place, just trying to get things moved in from uh, Milwaukee. Hopefully he puts a TCL TV in his living room. In fact, he'd be an idiot not to. It's the best... Picture quality on the market. That's right. You're an idiot, Rami, if you don't put a TCL TV in your Breaking news, Rami's a moron. <laughs> uh, we have a 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TV in our Score North studio here, the main studio. It has an easy-to-use personalized home screen for us. Goodbye complicated menus and input buttons. How many of you have, like, nine remotes, and you click on the input button, and you don't know there's HDMI 1 and HDMI 2 and HDMI 11, and there's PC and all this stuff? Well, you have one easy-to-navigate, non-complicated menu with the built-in Roku device on these TCL TVs. Go to any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and find out for yourself why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. You can also visit their website, tclusa.com.